I want to take a minute to tell you about Federal Access. Federal Access is our coaching and training platform that we develop for government contractors. The resources in Federal Access have helped our clients win over $13.6 billion in government contracts. When you become a member, you're going to get access to hundreds of documents, templates, training videos, on-demand webinars, and you get SME support from me. So if you have a question, you can email me directly anytime. Here's a special offer for Game Changers listeners. Visit federal-access.com forward slash Game Changers today and get started for just $29. That's federal-access.com forward slash Game Changers to get started for just $29. Now let's get into this episode. Welcome to Game Changers for Government Contractors. Game Changers is dedicated to helping you position for and win more government contracts. And now your hosts, Josh and Mike. Hey everybody, Michael Lejeune here, and I'm going to be your host today on Game Changers. And as always, we have a great episode for you today. You know, we don't always get uh, to talk to a lot of the you know associations and things that are out there, but I have a really special guest. His name is Michael Fischetti, and Michael is the executive director of the National Contract Management Association, or NCMA, as uh, many of you may know it. So welcome to the show, Michael. I'd love you to take a minute and just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Michael. I'm glad to be here. Uh, Again, Michael Fischetti, I'm the Executive Director of the National Contract Management Association, and we're a 20,000-member professional association for contract managers um, all around the country and the world. Uh, I do come off of this, into this role with with a 30-year background in government contracting and industry procurement, uh, having worked from a variety of agencies from in the Defense Department and NASA, Department of Energy, General Services Administration, etc. So I had been doing this for a long time. Time uh, was a local chapter volunteer officer with our with this association and was on the national board and that sort of thing. So uh, I've been doing this stuff for way too long and uh, uh, and so I'm glad to be here and uh, continue to uh, to kind of give back and in a way and, and uh, talk about what is often a, a, a misunderstood profession, contract management. And you know when people think of contract management, they think of uh, or government contract management, they think of you know thousand dollar toilets or coffee makers and jet fighters and things like that and uh, there's a lot of good work going on and I think we're seeing some examples of that even right now uh, going on with the various what that's been happening with all the various natural disasters recently yeah you know thank you so much for for putting that in that plug at the beginning there about you know trying to clean up some of these myths because I I feel the same way when when I even went to your website I, I in my mind, I know what a lot of people think about contract management. And so I, I love the idea of you kind of clearing up some of those myths that people have while we go through this podcast. So that I think that's a really great segue into kind of telling people what the NCMA is. Because again, I think a lot of people see it and think, well, I'm not on the contracts team or I'm not in this position in my company. I shouldn't even look at that. And I'd love for you to just kind of get in there. Tell us what NCMA is and maybe even go through some of those myths while you're talking about that. 
Sure. You know, National Contract Management Association, we've been around for 60 years. It's a professional association. Uh, we define the term broad, broadly, what you say, contract manager. That may be, uh, yes, the contracting officer you may be receiving letters from if you're in industry from the, a federal agency or the person that's uh, leading the negotiation to, at, the, at the table or whose name uh, solicitations may come out under. But contract management is the team. You know, uh, it takes a team to put together a good procurement, and especially if it's a complex procurement you know you need finance and budget and project management skills and, and all uh, supply chain and all those things on both sides of the table so the contract manager <clears throat> one myth might be that it's a walking regulation these guys walk around and they just spout off quotes from uh, the federal acquisition regulation a local procurement code you know some statute etc and all you know is that uh, if you don't do what they say you're going to be in jail you know and mm -hmm. and that's completely um, uh, that is one myth it's not they're not process managers they're business advisors and business deal makers, you know, to pull things together. It's a very subjective, abstract, often gray area that you're dealing with. And um, maybe if you're buying a pencil and there's three pencils you want to choose from, uh, you know, it, it might be pretty simple. But in many deals today and with all the changing nature of what we're doing and the nature of businesses today and what their requirements are, it can be very complex and it's often not a cookie-cutter solution. So contract management is can be very simplistic, but it can be very complex as well. So I would say that's one myth that they're, they're there to uh, get the deal done and, and need to be mission-oriented. Now, personalities may differ, but that's, that's the role. So we have 20,000 uh, 20, members. We have chapters all over the country at the local level where folks can be uh, industry and government can get together. We like to think of ourselves as the neutral, uh, the the neutral form. It's a place where you can get to understand the other side, and you know we, we're all aware of places, of very adversarial relationships in many areas of, of of our country and in government today. But contract managers are, uh, you know, you can speak and talk to your counterpart on things, not on maybe uh, specific to a procurement if there's some sort of source selection rules surrounding it, but you can get to know each other. You can understand their motivations. The government can learn from the industry side, the, the needs and the, the, the things that they have to worry about, and vice versa. So that's what's kind of good about it. So it's good for networking as well as professional development, and we have all kinds of that from books to webinars to uh, chapter, local chapter events to conferences to our uh, a certification program and so we have our, our premier certification that uh, is based and all of it by the way is based on a and just recently updated body of knowledge we have something called the contract management body of knowledge the SIMBOC uh, and it's a community it was built on the job analysis of what our members actually do and it's developed into a comprehensive uh, document of competencies contract managers need to have <clears throat> and all our training and education surround is surrounded and based on those competencies so it's not something we made up it's what the community itself understands so getting into some of the issues when we're talking about acquisition reform all of the time a favorite uh, target if you're in federal acquisition might be the regulations the FAR and uh, I would argue that yeah the FAR could be cleaned up a little bit etc but it's not preventing anything from getting done today it's not a matter of the regulation stopping good contract management practices it's the people that are executing that and maybe not understanding the FAR because you can I'm one of those that thinks you can do whatever you want with the FAR uh, the FAR allows you to do anything under under the right circumstances, you know, uh, you have to have a good reason, basically, you know, and and and, and uh, so anyway, I would I would uh, argue that, and that's where the Simbach and having good people with the the right skill sets, the competencies, are are where the action is really going to occur. So, 
um, I've been around a long time. They're, they're, these are good people. And, uh, and our association is growing, and, and, and our events continue to grow as a result of the need for that networking, that interaction, and that personal face-to-face -face relationship building so that when you do get into the negotiation room, you, know, you can do things uh, swiftly and for the benefit of, of your organization. Yeah, and I, I love how you, you talked about the people a lot here because one of the interesting things when I was on your website was looking at the makeup of your members. And I I guess as, as somebody on the outside would typically think it's going to you know sway one way or another greatly. And, and while well, a good chunk of your members are government contractors, it's broken up into a, a several different groups. I don't, I don't know if you could take a minute to kind of tell us who, who some of those typical members are, but it, to, to me, it, it seems like one of the most important organizations I could join. And this is, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to, to, to act like I'm being paid to plug you guys here or anything like that. But when I look at it, the types of people that I can interact with as part of your organization as a government contractor are, are just are very unique and in the way you have it set up. So could you tell us a little bit about the, the typical members that, that mix that you have? Because I think that's important for people, and it may even dispel some myths, of who they are going to meet when they join or go to your events. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, when you think of contract management, Michael, it's uh, contract management, uh, just get in your car and drive down the street and look, in it, look left and right, and any business, any organization, any entity is engaged at some level in contract management. It's just a, a level of sophistication. You know, everybody has to live by agreements to have other people do things on their behalf. Uh, and, and in NCMA, our members are uh, tend to be on the larger employer side in many of them, but uh, like federal government, uh, state and local government. Uh, industry, government, commercial, as well as government contractor, but industry as well. Uh, we have strategic partnerships with NASPO. We have uh, chief procurement officers from the Washington, D.C., the state of Hawaii, um, and, you know, the, the town of Leesburg, Virginia. But then at the same time, we have, uh, you know, uh, contract managers from, uh, the, you know, the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, the contracting officer for bomber programs, uh, the NASA folks, uh, the Department of Veterans Affairs, the biggest you can think of, so it's it's a it's about it's a it's everybody I guess is is the answer. Uh, we're about fifty per forty forty some percent uh, government and a little over fifty percent industry is the kind of our balance. So yeah, you're right. It is everybody. Uh, sometimes you'll meet people at events and things that you've known for a while and. Uh, oh, they're wearing a different badge. They're on a, they're, they have a different mm -hmm. hat. They used to be here, but now they're there. Um, and the idea is, you know, professionalism and contract management is should be portable. You know, you need to understand your your uh, skill sets and uh, maybe your product line and your market, uh, but those skills are transferable. Yeah, and that's and how you know kind of our premise. And, and I think that's great for networking, just like like you said, where you know you'll you'll meet somebody at a conference this year, and you may see them at every conference the next couple of years, and one day they show up and they're and they're wearing a different badge from a different company, and that that may be how you wind up doing business with that company, or you know, or or getting your next job or whatever it may be. So the the networking opportunities, because these people are in this contract field, the they're they're just kind of migrating from organization to organization, but you're keeping the network strong as opposed to a lot of places where, you know, you're either in government contracting or you're not. And maybe that connection leaves and they're no longer in your industry or they're no, there's no longer a reason to be in the uh, quote Rolodex, if you will. So I think that's very interesting and unique to this particular association. So 
could you tell us a little bit, you, you've kind of touched on this. Could you tell us a little bit about how you help your members and maybe uh, a little bit about some of the resources you have? Because I, I was on, again, on the website, and this is, you know, the plug for people to go check out the website, you know, and there's resources for pre-award and acquisition planning and strategy and post-award. And uh, again, those are all great things, even so many topics I could I could ask you about. I love even seeing how you you're talking about you know, post-award and pre-award and all these things, not just, hey, how do you handle the the functionality of this particular contract? But, you know, could you, could you tell us a little bit how you help the members and maybe walk through some of the resources you guys have? Sure. So we have, yeah, we definitely have, a, Michael, a robust uh, website full of data and information and presentations and program uh, information from the past. So, you know, it's all aligned by Simbach competency. The best way to reach a particular topic is to just uh, type in a word on the search bar there, you know, whatever it might be, source selection, acquisition planning, like you said, and, uh, and a whole bunch of stuff will come out for you uh, aligned by this contract management body of knowledge. So there's that information aspect of it. Uh, there's leadership development. We have a uh, contract management leadership development program. We run through a class each year of government and industry contract managers that go through all our events, and then they have papers and assignments, and they have they receive mentorship from senior acquisition leaders uh, today uh, that they can select, and then uh, you know and they'll graduate at our event in July of each year. So you know, CMLDP we call it. That's a great program, and uh, many of them give back to the profession and to the association through volunteer service and. Um, and you know, we have a small staff at NCMA, a paid staff, but uh, the, the bulk of the content is de developed by our volunteers, and, and that can be from the 100-page, uh, 80 to 100-page monthly magazine that we put out. It's the most, it, it definitely is the most robust contract management-oriented magazine you will find anywhere, uh, just so you know, I mean, any trade group or professional group, uh, there's more content there on a, on a monthly basis than you would find anywhere else. So we have a national journal every year, an academic journal based on scholarly research and contract management. Uh, knows that, you know, we, we provide that to, to the members. We have a, um, and then we have a, an annual review in government contracting. We sort of rack and stack profiles of companies and spend and spend trends and so forth in contract management over the past year. And then occasionally we'll publish books. We're also putting out right now a virtual education product. We call it Learning Pathways, and these are very different. You won't see this anywhere else, really, but a new innovative way of taking coursework in contract management uh, online uh, through, like a, uh, through your computer. And they're very interactive at the same time, kind of uh, entertaining in a way. So it's an easy way to learn. So check out that if you want, Learning Pathways. Every two weeks, uh, contract management, we put out a webinar on a timely topic on a Thursday afternoon, and uh, you can gather a bunch of people in a room, and you know, like uh, like many webinars you may be familiar with, you can ask questions and on on whatever timely contract management topics are going on. And then at the local level, the chapters uh, have a very variety of events, you know, all the time on a weekly or monthly basis, uh, you know, and speakers, and you know what you might expect at the local level either uh, like meetups or through a luncheon, learns or dinner or whatever, morning sessions. And then we um, also, um, and then at the national level we have, we run uh, three major conferences a year. In uh, April of each year we have the, uh, what we're doing lately is subcontract management conference. We call it Subcon. So just by the way, like prime you know, subcon subcontractors, purchasing agents, buyers, supply chain, that's all contract management, all the same skill sets necessary. So you know we, uh, we serve support and serve that community as well. 
and then into, uh, then World Congresses are a really big show every year. It's in July, late July. Last last two years, we have broken our own records for our World Congress. So, uh, twelve over two thousand people were at the Navy Pier in Chicago this past July uh, to hear, and we had uh, somebody like plenary speakers from uh, inter, you know from overseas talking uh, from supply chain to uh, TED Talk style procurement executives getting up there and talking about leadership principles. We had little mini debates. We kind of have quickened the pace of our events, so you'll see very fast-paced programs, not a bunch of guys sitting on a couch, you know, talking and introducing each other for an hour, and, but, you know, really fast-paced, timely topics uh, that try to address the current issues, everything from a small business working, you know, what can we expect from the new Trump administration, you know, technology, disruption, and things like of that nature. And then... Uh, and that goes on for four days. So again, Navy Pier was last July. This July uh, 2018 will be in Cleveland, uh, adjacent to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, using the same facilities uh, you know, as the Republican Convention last uh, couple of years ago. And then our most, most upcoming recent program will be our annual Government Contract Management Symposium, which will be December 4th and 5th in Arlington, Virginia. Um, and so we have a um, great lineup of speakers. I should say, too, that all our events are chaired by senior leaders in contracting. So, for example, uh, last year we had uh, the director of contracts from um, uh, uh, Steve Saris from uh, the aerospace company to, to be our speaker. The year before that, we had the uh, top Army official as our procurement executive. Uh, this coming uh, December, it will be chaired by a man named Jeff Napier. He's the director of contracts for the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta and so forth and so on. So uh, that conference also will include a new defense focus program. We have a three-hour defense focus that will have everybody from uh, the uh, just retired ATL. We've invited the new Undersecretary of Defense for Acquisition Technology and Logistics to speak. Um, and then we'll have uh, a, you know some various programs uh, relating to the acquisition team. It's designed for the whole team and how people can work through problems. There's not DOD regulations or, or, or program information that a guidance that's holding back good government, good procurement, and and as we all know, acquisition is a it's a national security imperative to do a good job, and so we want to teach our folks uh, the good work there. And then there's literally a hundred breakout sessions going on, and exhibit hall, and all that sort of thing, and networking and leadership opportunities. So it's a great program. Uh, I. I really, I don't think you will find a more robust program. We, uh, again, we're an association. We're a, tr a professional association, not a trade association. We don't have a political agenda. We advocate for the profession itself, not on, on any particular cause, and try to come out, come out with information that helps people make informed judgments. But NCMA generally won't be taking a stand on specific issues. Yeah, no, that, that, that's great. You know, and you, you mentioned so many things there, you know, from the amount of education and resources you have to the events, the local chapters. I, I really am blown away with everything that that your your group is doing. And it it looks so high quality. And so I want to I want to plug that for people that are like, yeah, I've joined this association or that association and I wasn't too thrilled with what they had. This stuff looks really, really high quality. And, you know, the, the level of speakers that you guys have, as well as what you're doing and getting input from volunteers the way you are. It, it's such good stuff. And I really, really appreciate you putting together, you know, the high quality events, high quality materials. I think that's so important because a lot of these people are in their little silos, you know, day to day. And to have somebody that is, 
from their profession, looking out for resources, looking out for the right speakers for them and getting those in front of them. I think it's really important. And it's, it's not always somebody like yourself who's come from the industry, who's leading it. And you know, in, in other organizations, that can be a real downfall of having somebody who has no, no idea what they're looking for, whereas your team does. You know exactly what they're looking for and exactly what they need and, and that sort of thing. So I really, really appreciate that. One of the things I saw on your website uh, that I would recommend everybody go check out is there's uh, this master checklist for contract review and management. There's a free download. Uh, I saw that on there and immediately it was like, that looks amazing. Uh, there's really good stuff in there. So there's a free download that people can can go grab so that's awesome uh, is there is there anything else we should know about like the local chapters and the things that are going on in there because i know you you mentioned them i think i think i read on the website there's like 300 ish around the country maybe that's actually about a hundred um but you know they're they all have their own personality you know so uh, depending on what your niche is and uh certainly if you live in the, the nation's capital area there's a per, you know there's a chapter that's more oriented towards uh conference companies industry others are more uh, government you know where you you can go speak and hear or hear to hear from uh, top leaders in government contracting um you know one along uh you know some of the high tech quarters that are located in the, near the nation's capital but you know we're in silicon valley we're in Los Angeles, we're in Chicago, we're in Boston, you know, we're in New York and so forth. Um, so then they all tend to put to br- together programs based on the demographics of their members in that location. You know, so obviously D.C., a lot of government and federal government stuff. If you're out in L.A., you might hear more about aerospace or things like that. And by the way, it is a great place for um, networking and small businesses and CEOs that are just trying to get in the kind of get get to know the procurement people, uh, get to know the players and stuff, understand their personalities, uh, maybe develop their razor profile. That's one way to do it is to, by, go to, by going to these different local chapters. And um, I was a local president of a chapter, and uh, while well, the Washington, D.C. chapter, again, which may not be representative of a lot of them, but but I, you know, I got to meet people uh, and way above my pay grade at the time. I mean, I was really making contacts with people that I never would have done, uh, and it definitely gave me some a career boost as a person in the profession itself. But for those companies and that that are just trying to get a foot in the door or get well known, it's a great way to informally do that in a non. Um, uh, adversarial or uh, you know pr- pronounced way you know kind of a subtle way to to become well known yeah and i think that's super important and, and people really underestimate it and i always tell people the government how we do business with the government hasn't changed a whole lot in a, in a lot of years i know i know there's a lot of things that's changed but the government is still such a face-to-face business. Anytime you can go face-to-face and meet people, it just, it opens doors like crazy. And so being able to do that is such a powerful thing for government contractors. So I I have to ask this one question, and I I know we're not going to get political on it, you know, so there's no need for that. (laughs) But I always hear, and I have an opinion about this, I always hear everybody freak out, regardless of who's coming into the White House, it doesn't matter if it's a Democrat or a Republican or who it is. Every time the White House is changing hands, people freak out and think, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? Is this going to be be drastically different? What's your opinion on that as an organization? Do, does Do you see drastic changes in government contracting based on who's in the White House or not? You know, not 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 really, and uh, the reason is um, 
it is a well-established, uh, but it's a, it, it's a system with uh, great integrity and checks and balances. So, you know, uh, uh, Congress changes over, the, the administration changes over, and they will have different priorities, political priorities, budget priorities, and so forth, that will filter down over time as new budgets are passed and that sort of thing. But even in that event, I mean, there may be less money or the, the requirement may change in terms of what, your, what, what the focus is, you know, we're buying these widgets instead of those widgets or, and so forth, that kind of thing, this kind of services and, that, and the, the mission could change. But in terms of the system itself and how the process works, I think uh, we're, we are a model for many places around the world, particularly, well, you know, many, many countries in terms of the, um, it's immune from political interference, I guess I should say, that, that, you know, when it gets down to, you know, that, uh, you know, you may, you know, uh, the president may want to go in a certain direction and that may be the direction we go, but in terms of how procurement products and services are acquired, they're acquired uh, in in, a, in, a, in an utmost in, in a way with utmost integrity. I mean, I should mention NCMA also. You know, we have a contract management uh, code of ethics, and um, you know that's uh, to be a member. You know, you by by joining, you are subscribing to that code of ethics, and. Um, and you know you'll hear about this, the, the occasional rogue uh, person that goes to jail, etc. Uh, every time I hear about these kinds of issues, I think uh, that that person had to be pretty dumb, <laughs> because you, it's pretty hard not to get caught. It's just it's not it's it's and it, and usually you know it just doesn't seem seem worth it. Why they why would they risk their you know career and go to jail for that kind of money? Is that really worth it? You know so. Uh, the system has integrity. I was I worked in it for many years, and, um, and and even Congress and staff will keep an arm's length on an ongoing source selection. I mean, they want to know performance. They you know they have the right to know uh, you know are we getting mm -hmm. done? Are we getting what we we're, we're you know authorizing funds to be bought for? But uh, in terms of getting into the weeds of procurement and who's getting the contracts, you know, this is not a third world country where that may be a case. The case. So uh, I think uh, at least that's one area where. Our citizens can be proud of of the system and that it works. Yeah, no, and it does I, work, by the way. You know, yeah, it doesn't, you know, despite the bad publicity. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I love the answer. You know, that is exactly what we we tell our client not not word for word, but we always tell our clients, look, it, it, how did you do during the last administration? I said, oh, well, we did well. I said, well, you're going to do good uh, against the next one. <laughs> so you know, it, 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 it's one of those things where I think there's so much hype that gets put in it, and there's so many. Uh, from the commercial business perspective, commercial businesses, government contractors tend to put the brakes on and just watch the you know elections play out and that sort of thing. And and I'm always telling them, look, it's it's just going to keep churning. It's just going to keep going. There's there's a there's a new family in that house, or there's a new family in this house, or like you said, you know, Congress, all that. They all swap out, but the but the system's just going to keep on chugging. And uh, you know, so so go ahead and, and make business deals, hire people, do your thing, because uh, it's just a matter of time. And if people would stop freaking out, it would really help the system. <laughs> you know, you know, it would really. Help Help. Yeah, really. Just just do what you're just do, be the best at what you can do, and uh, and then let uh, you know, and let people know. Market, you know, just typical business uh, rules, and yeah, not, yeah, you don't need to to do anything special that way. Exactly, exactly. So, any final thoughts for our listeners? 
I think, uh, you know, if I could, uh, if there were any final thoughts, I think, you know, that, uh, you know, folks that are involved with this association, if you're in the profession, it's uh, it's definitely going to help advance your career for a variety of reasons. It'll make you better at your job. For those that aren't in the profession itself, there may be a place for you to look at in terms of yeah, becoming exposed to the contract management community as broadly defined, which does, like I said, include business development, proposal managers, anybody involved with the system, uh, as well as... Uh, getting to know the flavor of it. Go, go to one of our events. I think you'll be talking about being blown away. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people are when they come to a World Congress and see 2,000 2, people there and not think that, gosh, it could have, how could there be that many even involved in this space? But it's, uh, it is a great uh, community to uh, embrace. And um, when, as we look at an outsourced government, and under both political parties, our government has increasingly outsourced functions uh, as it's had needed to in order to be agile and, and, up, and uh, you know, up to date with all as technology and the, the mission changes, more and more things are done by the private sector. There are, I always like to say there were more contractors in Iraq than military personnel, <laughs> and that's not going to change. It's just the way it is. You know, FEMA is not doing anything uh, that doesn't require huge contracted help. Uh, the products and services, any and and just select a government agency, uh, and that's how it's done today. So, and these are the people that are making that happen. So they're they're becoming ever more important, again, in an outsourced government. So. I want to thank you, Michael, for your time and uh, giving me time to talk about this on the show. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. And thank you for coming on. And so for today, uh, you know, if, if you were listening today, this was Michael Fischetti. He is the executive director for NCMA as the National Contract Management Association. You can go check out their website at ncmahq.org. Org, and uh, there'll be links to that stuff on the website later. Uh, so we'll have that on there. And I also want to take a minute to thank our listeners for joining us today on this episode. We really appreciate you tuning in and, uh, and and checking out our episodes. And remember that you can find every episode on iTunes. Just look for Game Changers for Government Contractors and subscribe to the feed to make sure you get every episode. And if you could, please drop a little comment and, and rate the show while you're there. And last but not least, please visit our sponsor for today's episode, the Federal access program at federal-access.com. When you visit that site today, you'll learn how you can get a free copy of the government sales manual and be sure to tune in next week for lessons from our experts on how you can win more government contracts. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers.